0: Hall Records and Vintage Goods, located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabbagabahun Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolinas underground music scene. With your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins.
1: Yeah, so they're, not like, yeah, so they're not like, yeah, so they're not like a. Uh, I have no idea, man. Probably the one that's like a weird, like Check. turquoise.
2: Okay.
1: Or like light blue. Good. Yes.
2: Unflavored for me, thank you. I don't you think it's, it still
1: have flavors, but hopefully it's the least <laughs> thinking, flavorful. A... <laughs> I, like, I, like flavory beer. <laughs> I like flavored
2: beer. Kids, let's go get ice milk. Yay, wintergreen. <laughs> Another... Unflavored for me.
0: So I guess like the the good thing about having four mics is it makes it a little bit easier for me to edit because like good, if we yeah. start talking over each other sure. I can cut a couple of the mics off. But the way we have them set up and have them cranked up like this, if he's talking, it's going to pick up everybody. Anyway, yeah. Sure. So I mean, but it's, especially it's, as loud as I talk, <laughs> but it's not it's not a problem because I, I did that with Negulator's episode. Oh, yeah. that, that was when I really had to work work with it, and I realized that yeah. when you cut those other mics off, it really does. Um, Isolated enough yeah. to where, where you can hear the background, but it's oh, not it so loud.
1: Okay,
0: cool. If it works closer to it, and, right. if, and if you look at this, like you'll see the levels, it looks like it's not really picking up that much. But I gotcha. fixed that, I fixed that. I know,
1: too. I know you know what you're doing. Yes, yeah. so, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think I know what I do. <laughs> is minor Good enough, that is yours, okay. and I really don't know how to start this one off. Um. <laughs> oh. I, I, yeah. I, uh, coming, coming straight from work, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. And then I had other stuff on my mind and everything. Yeah. Um, and I usually don't say this this early in the episode, but I'm talking to Sunday boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um We're here at your practice room, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked to Trey last week. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good Ballers, episode. Yeah. So and he really was talking episode. about how you guys share a practice room now. So I was like, Hey, I'll be there this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. my guys. Does it meet the description he gave? Well, he didn't really describe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should have because it's damn nice. <laughs> yeah. And I've been to the playroom before, but not this room. Yeah. It was like a bigger room over there. A friend of mine rented it for a few yep. hours, and I came over yep. and just jammed. And, and That's cool.
2: No, yeah. yeah. We really like the space.
0: Yeah, it's been good thus far. There's a lot of rooms here. I didn't realize there were this many rooms. There's there. a lot of rooms yeah. here. <laughs> um, I saw there's a, like a, a, a massage therapist in one of them. So yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not all bands either. So. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> A licensed massage therapist. Just to be clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. None of that shady uh, yeah. shit going on. around here. <laughs> I did see that. It's a license Legit all the way. But no, it's a uh, it's clean and private enough, and they have uh, good security. Good, just yeah. just enough rules to make me feel safe leaving my stuff here all the time. Yeah, yeah. It
1: looks it looks like a pretty good place. You know, the hey, twenty six years, no break ins. Nothing's nothing's walked out the door. So I think is how Eddie Eddie put it. So it's have we been head. here twenty six years already? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we will be. The time flies. time flies. Yeah, sure we well, are... I
0: guess we'll um, introduce yourselves and what you do in the band. That way, everybody can put a, a, a name with a voice and, sure, and, and you? know who we're talking to. to yeah, that's great.
2: Episode. Uh, this is Pete Shock. I play bass and sing. Okay, and, and that's all you do. That's it. <laughs> play bass, sing, fuzz pedals, loopers. <laughs> Delayed Has pedals, a good time. Cute
3: toys. How about a little shocking history? <laughs> shocking history about
0: <laughs> about you. About? Oh. <laughs> Do you want to know more than that? <laughs> well, we'll know, I'll find out more about that in a little bit. I'm going uh, to okay. ask more questions. I just I mean, it is just, just, shock. just give it first shocking of all, history. Okay, I was like, man, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go ahead and go around the room, and that way, like, so. Later in the episode, everybody knows we're talking to, and it's not like we do one introduction and then 15 minutes later. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm Pete so we'll be... Shock, and okay. I like to party. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm looking for. I like to party. All right. Uh,
3: my name is Rich. Uh, I play the guitar, and uh, these guys were already playing, and, and I joined them, and it's been a whirlwind ever since.
1: <laughs> and I'm uh, Paul Rhodes, and I play drums.
0: Okay. And, and so when did Sunday Boxing start playing as a band? What, what When the, was the band formed?
1: so
2: paul and i recently realized (laughs) that we've been playing together for seven years eight years. probably a little
1: bit over than that but like we've had off times as well but like yeah i want to say we met like in 2011 sometime i would say paul and i
2: met at a time a transitional time for both of us i was recently um had recently moved here for work paul was a Literally got married probably four weeks yeah. after I met him. Yeah. Um, so that was the beginning. And, you know, we met through another local musician. Uh, and he was pretty cool, but he was even more like us. He was already like a, a father of five and was just kind of making yeah. time. And, you know, so he, he was an okay guy, but, you know, he was he wanted to do, like, social distortion covers. And, and that was cool enough. But Paul and I, like, kind of got out of there. Like, we... You and me, right? And well, like, I recall, yeah. I recall,
1: like one of us mentioned Fugazi, and we we're like, "You like Fugazi?" Like, I can't remember whose brought <laughs> it first. And we were like, "All right, cool," because I think we, we were doing like Zeppelin covered with that dude. Like, it was the well, only time we ever got together with him. Yeah, but, yeah. We left there, and we were like, "We need to get together more." Right. It's but, funny. I, I'd been
2: yeah. in. I think I had been in Charlotte for maybe two years already. Yeah. But again, at the where I was in my life, I wasn't really exploring much. Yeah. So I would kind of be like, "Hey, you know, where's the punk rock?" And I think I was at Cabo Fish Taco, which oddly enough, I was at tonight. Probably the third time <laughs> in my life. And I said, where do I... Where's, where's the punk rock? And uh, the waitress said, like what? And I said, y- you know, like the Jesus Lizard? And she's like, oh, go to the fucking Milestone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there it began was the Milestone. And Paul and I uh, had jammed. We had a couple of uh, versions. We had a... Josh was, our, was a guitarist when we were first starting out. But, he, you know, he was... Uh, he was a good dude and a good guitar player, but he—I found, you know—he was just right. We were just starting out, and it was just kind of shaky. And, and he was, uh, you know, he, he bounced out pretty early. Paul, then what happened?
1: No, I remember Josh, um, but like every time we got together, he didn't know like what we had worked on the, the previous practice, so it got a little just stagnant. Oh yeah, it got uh, right, right, right. We learning was the good, songs like every time, but it was it was very <laughs> jammy.
2: And then um, Paul and I, I think, had gotten to like where we were—we wanted to start creating. And, you know, again, no hard feelings. Josh was no. just – he was just too busy to concentrate on it at that time. But, again, we've all been there. We Over those last years, we've all – Oh, yeah. We've all gotten there, right? Yeah.
1: But, yeah, then we ended up in your office, at uh, your house, just trying to record. We recorded demos of – Paul and um, I, right. Yeah, Paul and I recorded and true, demos true
2: of Overextended um, and True Chameleon. And tried to find a Just player. the two yeah. of us. And that was pretty huge. So we were, we were going to just be a two-piece for a while. Yeah. Uh, I found it daunting because mm-hmm. because then I was like one hundred percent responsible for a lot of content <laughs> and frankly I, I don't think I just at that time I didn't have it in me <laughs> it, yeah, was, yeah. it was too much and um you know we kind of took a break and then Jason was in the band he was really good he we wrote uh I'd say probably three of the songs that were on that were on days are numbered our first yeah. uh our first five song ep Jason was part of that writing Six. process yeah uh and then you know he. His life also kind of moved on. We, we had all kind of split up at that point. Um, and then we weren't doing anything. Paul and I were like, you know, this is where, let's take a break. And I was yeah,
1: jamming with. Uh, but then Paul. With Ridge. Rich, I guess the, the dawning of uh, Felwar Albatross. And that's where I met you. I remember we were out one night at, uh, at uh, Hattie's. At Hattie's, yeah. Yep. Sure. And. Uh, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, we were just doing covers at the time. That was what And I was like, "Hey, you want
3: to play some real music?" That's not what I said. That's what you said. Original, original music. music? Yes, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: um, yeah." I just got loud there, but uh, <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's yeah, that's what happened. And then you came into the mix, probably what that was probably like early 2015. Fifteen, yeah, yeah.
4: That long ago. Yeah. 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 Like and there was a, there was another
1: break in there at some point too, and then we finally were like, let's get these fucking songs down, and we did that first. We did Days Are Numbered. And, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. And I think that's...
2: Richard joined, and although I liked him and excited, I had to take. I then at that point I had to take a break. So we kind yeah. of we played for you know maybe like six months, and then didn't play for like a, maybe six months or a year probably. Yeah. But then we all had that resurgence of like got to get back oh, yeah. together,
3: we got to yeah. get the band yeah. back together, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we know how. We got yeah. a message from and God;
0: it's worked out well. So it was like For when me and Eric, Eric. decided to do, do Van Huskins. You know, we had taken a few years off, and, yeah. and Eric calls me up, "Hey, man, you ready to play?" It's like, yeah. yes, I'm ready to play." Ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, do yeah. this. Yeah. We have
2: a muscle, man. We have a muscle that yeah. has to be flexed. It's like I don't care who's there. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, sure, it's nice when there's. Two dozen yeah. Yeah, at the club. Yeah, if there if there's ever anybody again. But like we said, it's like it's not about money. It's not about anything. We'll never stop. We'll never stop. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: just fun to play, man. You yeah.
0: know,
2: like what it's like. What am I going to do? Play racquetball? <laughs> yeah, That's and true. a
0: couple of notes about your story. Like you said, it started at the milestone. A lot of good stories in Charlotte start at the milestone. I love that. It's where my story started. Yeah. yeah. So it is. It's it's a great place. And it's you know punk rock or whatever. It's it's there. Yeah. And uh, also, at one point, you talked about an ex-member, and you kind of tried to be nice about everything, which is good, but that's, <laughs> I, mean, I might you know, say all this. I just think it's funny how, like, even with Trey, like, you start talking about ex-members, and it's like, he gets this, man, you might want to cut a lot of that out. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to step on anybody's toes, but, sure. you know, you just, said it, it's, bro. it's just shit happens, yeah. you know? We, yeah. We're, we're yeah. All in, we've are all we all been in bands. We yeah. all know that things happen, and it's nothing personal the Yeah, I'm not stepping on Josh's toes at all. No, I am so.
1: just saying, like, or, you know, like saying... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, player, just, I'm just yeah. saying, everybody's, no, totally. everybody everybody's always nice has people. to make, like, <laughs> make that comment about,
0: oh, we're still on good terms or whatever, you know. However, yeah, however, yeah, I haven't everybody, talked uh, to him in I how many years. So. At the end of the day, I think as musicians, we all realize it just... Sometimes just personal differences sure. or your differences of ideas, what you want to play. Yeah, yeah. it's just it goes with the territory. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't ever feel like anybody ever says anything negative about anybody. Sure, All you right. try not to, but yeah. there's and if, hard I here, if I ever do hear, if I ever do hear it, I'll cut it out because I don't want to cause any. Problems. Sure, no, definitely not <laughs> unless it's like thinly veiled. And then I'll be like, okay, I can leave that in. <laughs>
2: I think I'm a nice person, and I think I'm liked by those around me, but there are people that hate me, and they're only about music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. There's uh, a, a few of us right here in this room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought he was going with the doggone it, people like me route, but uh, he went the other route. So. No.
2: No, people can hold long grudges. I, uh, I actually ran into a member from uh, a band breakup from... Will say, long enough ago, yeah. and we walked right up to each other like that was, and he basically was like that was fucked up, and I'm like it was fucked up, but hey, it led us here, and here we are. Yeah, I learned a lot, that might not help you for the but, last couple well, yeah, of years. It's, but-
3: it's always easy looking back. It, it's it's really interesting to, to to be in the in the forward time and to look back. You know, you mentioned the milestone. Yeah, well, I first came to North Carolina, and and I met this guy Melvin. And I met him for a whole different reason because we were both interested in biodiesel. And then he was a drummer <laughs> in this band, and he played at this place called the Milestone. And I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And and he took me there one time, and and then one time he was playing with uh, Kill Your Mules, yeah, and uh, with Preston Drum, and and he said, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we need a keyboard player." I said, "I will play keyboards, <laughs> right?" I, I mean, I I like to play guitar, but but uh, but I was like, I just wanted to play in a band again, sure. yeah. And I started playing with them, and that's and you know and, and so we, we talked earlier about the introduction where Paul introduced me to Pete. Uh, I was working, I was playing with Melvin and Preston and uh, this guy Silas and, and Kill Your Mules, and then Preston moved to Minneapolis, and so we just kind of uh, broke up. And then Silas said. Hey man, uh, you know I don't know if you want to do it, but but you know I'm working with this girl and we're we're, we're doing these cover songs, these eighty cover songs. I said, yeah, yeah, I'll play whatever, right? We'll play whatever, and and so we were doing that for a while, and you know, and then of course I meet Paul, and then he said, hey, you want to be in a real band? No, <laughs> he said. He said no, I like you how know. you keep
1: leading <laughs> into the mic on that one. <laughs>
3: Original but, music, but, but that that was really the thing. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, I didn't really didn't want to play eighties covers. Sure. I, I lived I came from Florida and I lived in in Northern Virginia, but I always played by myself at home. Mm-hmm. You know I learned some things. You know, but, but when I came to North Carolina and Charlotte and I saw the scene, I was like, "Golly, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. This is what I've been kind of waiting for." And in fact, uh, it's funny that uh, you know the, the uh, Halloween show at the Milestone, right? Yeah. The first time when we when You uh, Moose played that. We were kind of like, well, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And I said, I want to do Minor Threat. I've been playing Minor Threat songs my whole, yeah. the whole time at home. <laughs> but I my, already knew the damn songs. <laughs> and so I, just, I just need you guys to, to, to get in there. And so it was just like I fi- finally found my calling, you know. Yeah. And, was like, and uh, But, yeah, certainly the best part has been culminating to this point, And we're making some really great stuff. Uh, we did Days Are Numbered. Uh, I had to learn some songs. Available and now, days are numbered. <laughs> Available now at your, at your local pitches. <laughs> you didn't know by now. And we'll you're talk about we'll
0: talk about days are numbered again in a little bit too. Uh, but since you're already talking, you're from Florida, right? Mm-hmm. When did you start playing guitar?
3: I started playing guitar uh, when I was like uh, 14 or 15 in high school. Me mm-hmm. and a buddy, we we. Uh, I had this, I had some guitar I got for Christmas and he got it, my friend got a bass and I used to walk into his house with his, my amp and my guitar, Yeah, walk like three quarters of a mile, I don't know how long it was, and we'd, we'd sit there and we'd do some real kind of psychedelic stuff. And he had this, an old reel to reel player and we would record this stuff and mm-hmm. we'd just, I'd say, just, we're just gonna just, wing it and he's like what do you you mean what do i play just wing it just wing it and we came up with some pretty cool stuff you know back in like 1989 and uh we had a a band in high school and we did something kind of just after high school and uh that didn't really go very well the scene in miami was very kind of there was some rock there Mm -hmm. there were some clubs in miami beach uh, washington square and club new and and there's a guy i went to high school with that, that said hey you need to go see t-s-o-l and yeah. and and I was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that was just that was just great. You know, I saw I saw all play. I saw yeah, yeah. the uh, firehose. I saw Sonic Youth. I saw Alico's Attic. Yeah. But now in Miami Beach, you won't find any of those venues. Anymore, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. But I was you know I was so happy to to have that. I've been been self taught. I've kind of learned from people that I've worked with. Yeah. Just listening to great tunes and mm-hmm. got exposure to Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Jr. and Fugazi. And, and uh, that got me out of my classic rock. Yeah, that's rock. what I was going
0: to ask. With, like when you first started playing, what kind of music were you into? Was it like classic rock? And Yeah, it was, I, all, it was
3: all Pink Floyd yeah. and, and Led Zeppelin learning whatever licks, you know. And I think um, a lot
0: of people get, when they start playing, that's what they're listening to. You hear you hear the classic <laughs> rock on the radio and you start thinking, man, I want to play guitar like Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Classic rock was
2: definitely my favorite. My first love, but by the time I started playing, I actually never really learned any. I mostly cut my teeth on like anthrax. Yeah, oh, well, I, cu- I cut
0: my teeth on punk rock, but I still you know. keep going back to classic rock as an influence. Oh, I still days. listen to God yes. Oh, yeah, I listen to it all the time. and It's, <laughs> and it's a huge influence to me these days and, yeah. and, and Van Huskins in general.
2: Yeah. I- of course it is because we still sing those
3: songs,
0: <laughs> yeah, so the first band that you had you said in high school, did you play any shows like any real shows or was it just kind of
3: well, we played this one place called uh, the Hotel Sasson in Miami Beach, mm-hmm. but we played all originals, and I don't think that they were really prepared for that was it no, like,
0: what style of music was it would you say just rock or
3: it was um kind of like firehose kind of music okay, you
0: yeah. know uh, we uh and what was
3: the name of the band? It was called Omaha Gigi okay <laughs> believe it or not pretty good pretty good like that. now like I want it. to listen to this band now. and uh when are you get back together? but but actually that night we played there and our drummer had his drums packed in this little Honda car mm-hmm. and somebody broke in and stole some of his stuff and we he borrowed some stuff to, to for us to play that night but after that we just like never talked again we now mm. we just broke up because of that it's like okay that's it you know and uh which was the
0: weirdest thing but uh yeah, that's why I, I like to ask that question because I know when I was in high school, the band we had, we, we were serious, but we weren't, you know, it was like mm-hmm. we were just playing, we were playing music, we were going to make some music, um, and then it became serious, but, yeah. um, so I always like, you know, when bands are in high school, a lot of times these are formative years, you're not really playing shows, shows, you might play at a friend's house or something, mm-hmm. some some people start those bands in high school and then they go on to play the milestone in places yeah. in the same band, I mean,
3: yeah, but um, well, I spent a lot of years playing at home, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like unfortunately said, yeah. yeah it was it was really boring it got it got really stale yeah so, yeah without and,
2: playing with people
3: and so even though you know i mean i like, like to make home recordings and it was mostly like things with alternate tunings and, All and the uh, instrumental stuff and stuff but but it never really developed well the one thing that i realized is that i can come up with some kind of music or song or whatever but when you when you're in a band that has creative people then they're going to add something that you never would have thought of, yeah. and it becomes something different. And sometimes it's hard to let go and it to it say, is. "Hey, mm-hmm. no, okay, uh, no, no, you're going to play what I want you to play." <laughs> but 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 no, <laughs> the it's part. like actually no, their their idea was pretty darn good. <laughs> so I think I think we're going to stick with that. So yeah. the funniest part is that we
2: all we all think that we have the right to do that. But <laughs> like I, I, I yeah. was totally like a Billy Corgan too. So I, I had a <laughs> band not to, to cut you off, but I had a band in New Jersey where I'm from called. What Move. And my <laughs> girlfriend was the drummer, mm-hmm. which was fine, mostly. Um, You know, we didn't fight a lot, but she wasn't that good of a drummer, was the problem. She was good enough to be friends, and she wanted to be like a, you know, very metal drummer, and she just wasn't there. Yeah. So I was like, well, you could be a really great punk drummer for me, and that would be, you know, nice and simple. But then when it would get to be like, well, like, play like this, it became like a, you're fathering me type of thing i'm like oh i know i i understand as a man that i i can't treat you as a woman that way but as the writer of these fucking songs you better play that drum beat right? <laughs> and that's kind of how that goes and it doesn't work well so the band breaks up the relationship breaks up and you know you think it's easier to do that but it's more fun to let go Yes, yeah. it's, it's to have a thing and you know it's good to work with people to say no kind try to hear this thing that i'm doing but mostly let it become soup you
0: yeah know? Well, it's like with, with Van Huskins. Eric writes most of the, he brings most of the ideas for songs. He brings, yep. writes the, the structure of the song or the yep. skeleton of the song, and then he comes to us and basically lets us do what we want to do yeah. within reason. You know, he might go, ah, just do that. We change totally. that. it. He, he's, he's, he's the conductor of the band, kind of. There are a couple times when he's come to me and said, this is the idea I have for the baseline," And I always start with that, but it always turns into something, something just a little bit different. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, and he, he loves yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it just works. He, he yeah. always goes, That's man, how that operate. works even better than what I was thinking yeah. of uh, but but we've worked together, me and him, for almost 30 yeah. years now. So. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you get the three-piece. It's like total, you know, it's democracy. You know? It's like yeah. two two to one <laughs> on every decision. So yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. do it you think? <laughs> what do you think, Richard? What do you think, the, Peter? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is, I, I love the guitars, think. but yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't have oh. time for that many friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. You don't know that many people. <laughs> yeah, I don't like
2: that many people.
0: So Richard was there. Did you want to... Say anything else, and i am just let you. Know, I'll edit the crap out of this. It uh, was there. It's all gold. Yeah. So I'm sort of building. <laughs> you don't it. have to edit any. It's all gold. That, that all happened when you were in Florida. What was your first serious band that you felt like was your first real band?
3: That's the thing. Is really, it wasn't until I got here. and okay. kill your mules. Yeah. That was the first. Band.
0: I just recently discovered Kill Your Mules, actually. I guess that was during the, the few years that I was out of the scene. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Regis Murphy recently posted about it. Yeah, Regis, Regis was our biggest fan. And when he posted it, I was like, i got to check this band out. And I went and listened. I was like, this is awesome. So I, <laughs> I actually played either this past weekend. Not this past weekend. I didn't do it. Yeah. But the last time I was on. Yeah, you could Kill,
3: kill Your Muse, yeah. yeah. Preston was playing in uh, The Weekenders, and he had his, his these songs that he had. Because he was playing drums in The Weekenders. So he had these songs and and I asked him one time I said, "Hey, why don't you just have the Weekenders play these songs?" He says, "You know, the thing is that I want to play guitar, they're not playing it the way I I hear these songs <laughs> or something like that, you know. I was just glad to be part of it cuz it was uh, you know, they were they were playing and then they just needed a keyboardist and I just had enough skills to to kind of get in mm-hmm. and uh but it was it was really fun. It was funny the the, the very first time we played at the Milestone, Preston says like you're not scared to play in front of an audience, are you? Because <laughs> it could happen, you yeah. know.
1: Um, was that your first time playing in front of an audience like that, or I, 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 if I, you I, did, or, yeah. yeah? Well, ever since, since Florida, yeah. yeah, it was first time here, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But gotcha, I said, gotcha. yeah,
3: I don't care, you know. And the the thing is, for me, you know, there there are people who uh play at venues that are just that's an acoustic guitar and singing. It's like mm. that would be I a lot know. harder than playing in an, an ensemble, yeah. ensemble, right? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, as long as I'm part of the group, you know, I don't care. I mean, but but it was really really fun. And and eventually, um, you know, we played some things where I got to play guitar on it, so I kind of got in. So when we played the, the minor thread in the in the Halloween show, and then we played a series of television themes kind of songs, and so okay. I played guitar on yeah. some of those, you know. But it was fun playing keyboards too, because it was just kind of I mean. I'd take the drumstick and I'd bang it on there. My keyboard's still messed up today. The little, the little uh, pitch pitch shifter thing oh, yeah. is broken. I have to tape it down because otherwise the thing just... just Why hit it with a finger when you can burn it with Because I was lighter. hitting it
2: with a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> I got to play with a reunited Kill Your Mules, and it was super fun. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, That's right. Because yeah. uh, I had last year's back I, school. I met Richard well, after they had broken yeah. up. Last year, oh, no. so yeah, last yeah, year it was back to school year, year. and yes, yeah, so I learned so Mel- Mel- any, Mel- one Mel- of their to do songs it. and a Man or Astro Man song.
3: Cool, and yeah. it was super fun. And yeah, Melvin wanted to do that, and he and he actually had uh, Preston, the songwriter of all these songs. He had him on Skype up on the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the yeah. video yep. screen yep. at <laughs> the thing and, and Petrus. Yep. And so we we played a few of the songs. So I, I was playing guitar on it, which I normally didn't, but I knew how to play all the songs, and and singing. I th- and then Pete came and played bass for us on. Uh, that Manor Astroman cover, yeah, nine volt, nine volt. I, I was going to yeah.
0: ask which one. That's an excellent song. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That and, was
0: a uh, fun song to play.
3: And that's that's the funny thing too is that you know there there are three drummers I've worked with here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. Paul, uh, Jill, yeah. and, and Farewell Albatross and uh, Melvin. and Melvin. And, Melvin. Yep. and there have been so many gigs that are like they're all three there. Like oh oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: it's I can't tell who's my, tell my favorite drummer <laughs> right now. <but laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I
2: would go. I would go uh, see Farewell Albatross and see Silas, his awesome bass player from yeah. FA, and talk about his whore. Such a good dude. <laughs> it's the 2020s. We can see
3: any bass player we want.
0: Either, right. I guess. Yeah. So when did when did uh, Farewell Albatross start? i you been playing with them. Well,
1: that's a good question. Uh, as I said, it I would mean, have been like probably 2015, early 2015, when you like that's the fir- yeah, the first like, incarnation, like yeah, before yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you and
3: like join it. us. Both yeah, at the same and time? it was that was where. Uh, uh, the singer Drea Atkins and, and Jill they were at some show and they said they said, you know, I don't want to be an audience member. I want to be up there doing it or That's something it? like that. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so so they kinda got together and they and they got Silas into it and Paul into it. I don't know how you got into it but
1: Drea ended up asking if I wanted to play drums and I know Jill was playing Keys at the time. Oh yeah and Jill yep. was playing Keys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then like right around at, probably after Christmas that year. So it was probably like Christmas twenty fifteen. Um I know we're going into 2016. Um, that's when Jill ended up wanting to play drums, and I was yeah, I wanted to focus on Sunday boxing, and I found a guitar player, right. and, <laughs> and, and I mean it was all good
3: yeah. so. for a while. For a while, I was playing, I was playing with both bands, and it was it was a bit tough as bands do, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, they they kind of fizzle out, and so I said, well, at least I got a little you know a little backup <laughs> backup plan, and he recorded
2: uh, some good music with Farewell Albatross. Yeah, I hope you're not done. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I hope know. we're not done. But I'm more am happy that we're still together. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're. going <laughs> I had to pick one, I was yes. doing both, Sorry, and, girls. And, it, and it was kind of tough. It was like kind of like Thursdays yeah. I'm with Fairwolves and
3: Albatross, and Friday I'm um, with uh, Sunday Boxing. But you know, you know that's that's what uh, a middle-aged man can do. He can do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can practice with three bands if I wanted. Darn <laughs> it! <laughs> For me,
2: Richard was being seasoned. And all that time in his bedroom that he wasn't playing with anybody because yes. finally for me, again, I started off playing metal that evolved to like grunge and that's really where I played a lot of my first bands. Mm-hmm. But when Richard showed up, he knew how to play Fugazi songs and like all the punk rock that I never really played with anybody else. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is good because even though this that music is classic rock to us now because it's 30 yeah. <laughs> years old, yeah. it's still that's the awesome music rock. that I never really completely got to play with anybody, yeah, like, yeah. like that type of angular – Hard rock that we do, you know. I've had heavier bands, but I haven't had a band that rocks harder than Sunday Boxing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and let's let's go. Let's talk a little bit about your background now, Pete. So you said you. Were so from I'm New from Jersey, New Jersey. And you sort of, you talked about one of your bands a little while ago with your your ex girlfriend. So
2: yeah, my first band was Double Speak. No, mm-hmm. that's not true. My first band was Invertigo. Okay. And you know, I started playing bass when I was about fourteen. Uh, New Year's Day I got a bass I guess it was for Christmas but that's when I saw it It was uh, New Year's Day and uh, you know I practiced a lot in my room and then when I was about 18 I joined a band that we called Invertigo and that was mostly Metallica styled That I was kind of bringing a Helmet type of thing into, and that mm. was what, what we liked. They they had been playing together since they were kids, and they had evolved really nicely into a, a very good Metallica, Sepultura, technical metal band. Yeah, and I wasn't that quite that technical, but again, with a background of like Helmet and stuff, I definitely played super tight. And then yeah. uh, because I could sing, I always would end up kind of becoming the singer because singers weren't coming in and sticking around. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that was Invertigo. Then there was Junk Mouth as I told you and that was fun and that was definitely much more uh I was really into s- Smashing Pumpkins but was discover so that kind of perfect music <laughs> that yeah. is the Pumpkins but uh my high school English teacher introduced me to Sonic Youth because a kid from our high school was actually the star of Dirty Boots. Uh, his name is Matt Horn and he was the star of the Dirty Boots video. So she said, this is our student, Matt Horn. Check him out. He's in this band, Sonic Youth. And I yeah. was like, what the fuck am I hearing? <laughs> this is amazing. So that, that began my Sonic Youth interest. Yeah. So that's what I started trying to bring. I, I got into like Shudder to Think, Jawbox, like... Angular, melodic... I called it post-hardcore, but I don't think that's what people call it now. Um, so I like that, and I then joined a band called Double Speak, which I loved a lot, and we were kind of... I guess Deftones was the main thing. So okay. after Grunge, a lot of the people and that I ran with were getting into like what would become new metal, and yeah. I just wasn't really liking it. Um, I really wanted to do, again, that shutter to Think type of thing, and no mm-hmm. one really knew... What they were like, I kind of wanted to wear a suit, you know. I didn't want to dreadlock my hair and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it, was, thought it was getting like played out like right away, you know. And some of it was cool, but most of it was just not cool. So yeah, so that was double speak. It, was, it ended up being very Deftones ish, and uh, I think that was a good thing. It was melodic. It was very heavy. Yeah, I, I like Deftones,
0: airy. but I know new metal. I'm not really. But a fan. otherwise,
2: <laughs> well, just like Deftones, they're like oh, we're friends with these guys, yeah. but. Mm, Watch what you call us. So, yeah. So, Double Speak lasted a while. That evolved to Time is the Killer which was kind of the same band but we changed drummers and I thought we got much much tighter we had opened we were opening for Godsmack which again I don't like but I liked getting the gigs Yeah God Lives Underwater a lot of god bands <laughs> <laughs> Yeah there was a time uh,
0: in the in the 90s when that happened <laughs>
2: Yeah so that was a, again there was a great scene uh, in New Jersey there was Stone Pony was there played with Helmet you know in like a 99 capacity type of show So that's kind of what I was doing but then nothing for a very long time Uh, The only other music that I've continued doing is my band from Philadelphia, Karma Cannon, who I have to shout out because we've been making music for 17 years now. We've recorded every note we've ever made, it's all in (laughs) our. Yeah, we tried to write songs and we can't do that. So it's it's 4 to 5 to as many as 10 of us. Yeah. That that make this music. And I'm I'm very proud of all that. It's very random. That's it's like on my Band very Camp, random music and this is it's on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is on Bandcamp. So Karma Cannon worth listening to. Um Oh, yeah, I liked it. So yeah, that's a uh, so that's that and then uh but otherwise that's my Philly thing. I still travel there. Well, again, when there's no coronavirus, yeah. <laughs> to make music with those guys, it's very freeing to me. Mm-hmm. It just comes out. Yeah, uh, and With these guys, we work really hard to make music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, our jams are cool, but that's not what we do. We, yeah. we craft them. You know, Song craft is what we're trying to do here. We all came from classic rock and, uh, you know, through punk rock, through metal. I mean, I love all of it. I think we all like Journey. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all like... He perked up a little bit.
3: We all like Fugazi. <laughs> I only really like the first album. I yeah. <laughs> like I'll the, the oldest time. time on side one, track one is the best. And I like pretty much every Fugazi record. So I repeat it. So
2: yeah, but then once I came That's, here, Paul right. and I started working you know, on the um, and, it, and it was just kind of slow by design, and we were both yeah. like, yes. "We're here at the same place. Let's let's get there." And uh, yeah, I mean, we we're really kind of just hitting our legs, even after all these years. Mm-hmm. Like with yeah. with what we just went in and re- recorded uh, and just finished a week ago it's definitely the most representative music of that what was. I want to make right now. Yeah. And uh, it yeah, really you know, good. I would listen- only do it with these guys.
0: Yeah. But- I was listening to it some, some earlier today, a little yesterday today. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Man.
2: But, uh, you know, New-, New Jersey was great. We had like a stoner rock scene was tremendous. Monster yeah. Magnet was our friends. Like we, yeah. we know these people, uh, halfway to gone and, um, solarized and just like a m- lot of amazing hard rock bands that came from new jersey and that's really what i was around after so yeah it was that metal it became grunge became new metal uh but then by that point i discovered that stoner Stone rock scene rock, yeah. and that's really where i hung out for many yeah. years was where i grew a lot was in that kind of field and i still bring a lot of that to, to what i do here i think I mean, I am stoned all the time, so yeah. <laughs>
0: that's what we say. We're like, you know, Van Huskins is a stoner rock band. But we don't really play stoner rock. <laughs>
1: like
0: I can see we that. Stoners, some of, yeah, and definitely we some, rock. Of the, some of the tracks. Yeah, definitely.
1: I've never gotten high in your music, but well, it it,
0: it comes through sometimes. Like the, the, sure. the stoner thing comes through, but mostly like our, our little Black Sabbath yeah. yeah riffs that we put in. Like. Hell yeah! But yeah. Um,
2: best yeah.
0: band ever. So when, when did you move to Charlotte? You said it was about oh, like, it's
2: like been about eleven years. years. Oh, that been Two thousand nine. Uh, so again, by 2000, uh, let's say twelve or so. God, it might have even been longer, Paul. Uh, but nah, 2012 I, or so. I want to say it's 2000. Nah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> a, year, <laughs> before <now. laughs> Some a year, year before now. A year before today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So right. So when I first moved here with my family, that obviously took priority. I wasn't exactly hunting for new music. I'm not even a huge drinker, so I was mostly happy to be home. But again, you get the itch. I had had songs in my fingers that I had to get out. (laughs) So, I mean, I play bass and guitar. Mostly I like playing bass, but like most bass players, I own a bass. So when you show up to a band, they're like, well, we need a bass player. I was like, great, I got you. They're like, thank (laughs) Christ, because we don't know anyone else that owns one. So I think what people forget is that the bass player really does control the foundation, the melody, the whole sound, really.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) These two bass players. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Those, these are biased
3: opinions. <laughs> Brought to you by Van Huskins yeah. and Sunday Boxing Bass Players.
1: <laughs> Wait until I break up my steel
0: drums. We'll see who's, who's creating the melody. <laughs> but that was kind of what I was getting to because I think a lot of people, <laughs> when they take their time off, it usually is because you're at that certain age of life when your family yeah. is what you're focusing on. And I think we're all probably around the same age. So we've probably all been there, have done that. Some still doing that, and you know, but you find ways to keep playing yeah. when you when you can, or when you when you can. And that, that's like me. Like I told Trey in that last episode, you know, my daughter's at that age where I finally kind of have my life shared back. Sure. Um, so it's it's a lot easier for me these days, but I remember what it was like when I was yeah. trying to do balance both of,
4: them.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, it can take a lot out of you. Even, like, the being in a band can take a lot out of you. You know, if I go and just thinking about that history of all those bands I just mentioned, like, with one of them, there was a level of promise of, like, you know, again, you're getting gigs, you're getting reviews and things like that. And then it kind of becomes about that. And it did. And it's, like, three years and it became about that. And then one thing falls through. And then a fight and all of a sudden like you don't have your friends anymore (laughs) because you got together because you were friends and you want to drink. And then you all of a sudden it's like you're focused on this thing and you're fighting about little stuff. So, yeah, money killed rock and roll.
0: (laughs) I've been through that and, and, you know, things happen.
2: So. Yeah. yeah, it sure does.
0: <laughs> Except it wasn't money that killed it. It was just, you know, just friends, all yeah. you stuff. Yeah. But like you said, money killed rock and roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: ain't going to happen here.
0: So. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> better not. Money Why? ain't going to kill it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> money is not going to kill us. That's for sure. Yeah. We don't have, have coronavirus. We'll do people or will do it where money will. There uh, ain't no oh, money. No. <laughs> so I don't really know, like, even big bands, like, Green Day for example you know, how, how are oh, they, they going to navigate like, like a post COVID landscape what, what you know is, 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 yeah. is, is, is it are there going to be big shows in the future where people are going to feel I mean I hope we get to a point to where we do feel comfortable I think when the, like I just coughed a minute ago I'm yeah. like I'm sure everybody in the room looked at me like oh, nah we so. did <laughs> um, because I would I would too I'd be like hmm <laughs> um so you know, when are we going to feel comfortable going back out to shows, and when, when is when is there going to be money in, in rock and roll again? I don't really think When the a whole vaccine lot of money comes here.
1: around. I guess. I mean, I mean, there's already people out there obviously feel comfortable going to country shows and shit like that. So I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm probably, right. that's yeah. some yeah. rebel music, man. It's, it's not punk rock, rock; it's country yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's people willing to go We're out right now. There, there are, yeah. and
0: I think it's happening a lot in South Carolina. Apparently, it's yes. happening in North Carolina too. It's not yeah. supposed to be happening, but it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not there yet.
2: No. Vanilla Ice no. had to cancel a show. Uh to me it's like,
0: what's happening? <laughs> That's right. I mean, where where did it go down? It a case show sure since nineteen ninety one. I know uh June twenty sixth there were bands locked and loaded, ready to go, and huh. I'm like
1: yeah, no, uh, have fun, no man, Y'all have fun. I mean, but right. honestly, though, up until the last two weeks, we felt like things were getting better. You hear about like things leveling out and and New York Metro leveling out and Jersey, but now they're keeping people away from those states, mm-hmm. or the people, you know, obviously the people in control of those states are keeping people out of there if they've been to certain areas, and it makes sense. And that is, I yeah, I don't know when we're gonna feel safe again, but it's at least at
0: least twenty twenty one. Yeah, so yeah, um, I don't, I don't think yeah. there's gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be a Van Huskin show we should Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's if there was an outdoor thing that we could do, you know, sure. might you know, we, we talked about that. There was one scheduled for September that's not scheduled anymore. Yeah. it's been postponed. Well, if you want to be um,
2: safe and social distance. It's no safer than a Sunday
0: boxing show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sweet. is that is the joke <laughs> yeah. around the scene that, totally. yeah, oh, you know, we're going to play to a reduced capacity. <laughs> <laughs> That's no different than what we're used to.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is true. You know, you play a show at the Milestone it's on, on uh, there. <laughs> there anyway. Thursday night, there's only three people there. Uh, you play a show on a Saturday night, there might only be three people there. You uh, never yeah. really know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but and but and you half, think about, like, the places we play, even if there's only... Ten people in there. Yeah. I'm not ready to go out there and, and no. be a patron
1: of those places. No, I'm not either. Yeah, I drove by a new brewery that's open on uh, on Monroe Road uh, on the way here. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of people. I mean, they were outside, but still, that's still a lot of people outside. I'm still not people, even, like, going out to eat or anything. Yeah. I, I'll
0: go pick up food and bring it yes, home, but I'm yes, not even going exactly out. Even,
1: I ate at, kind of style, at yeah. Cabo tonight, and,
2: again, they clearly did a good job, and they were clean and socially mm-hmm. distanced. But it took me a minute standing outside that window to be like, oh, do, I, do yeah. I want to sit inside with anybody? Yeah. And I didn't. But it was delicious, so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Yeah, I need them fish tacos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you didn't even bring us any. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Well, we, we actually ate at uh, a at town market that one right. oh, I, yeah, That's, yeah, that's yeah. the only time I've, been, I've ate out. That was. I, I, I
3: ate at a uh, brewery so. down in, uh, in Rock Hill. Of course, they got inside and outside seating, sure. and, but it was, and this was like a couple of weeks ago. People spaced. No, that people people were wearing masks. Yeah, you know, are uh, not the, 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 the 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 employees were wearing masks, but uh, but most everyone was like, you know, I mean, there was normal kind of seating outdoors. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were definitely wanted to be outdoors, sure, so, so that we were separated, but. uh but it kind of seemed like a normal day, honestly. Yeah. And that's the thing is that every now and then you inquire you you it's a little too normal you get to some place and it's like, hey, this is kind of like 2019. Where, where am I? <laughs> yeah.
2: Put it this way, we play you know once a month, and I I just bought microphone covers. <laughs> I told the guys, I said, you know what, I'm I'm actually gonna buy my own microphone and bring my own if we ever yes, if we sure. ever gig again. Which sure. I know we will but I'm bringing my own microphone I can speak for Paul and I we've definitely chapsticked up some microphones so
0: yeah. it's we'd be doing the
2: right thing to bring our own from now on
0: but yeah karaoke
2: for Christ's sake come
0: on that's what I talked about I, I told that and Ben's like man why, why would you want to take microphones this is one more thing to remember I'm like yeah but it's our microphones sure yeah, microphones. exactly yeah. exactly. I, but when it we played milestone and did our live stream we didn't think to do that so me and Eric like Put hand sanitizer all in our hands and just yeah. <laughs> get all of them like wipes. Yeah, that's I, guess that's, I guess that's the best we can do. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I actually just bought like foam
1: covers. Yeah, just, just in case.
0: I thought about and that was too. I was like you know, we just can just do do it. saturated. Just do
1: it. Yeah. it's yeah. the, the so way I break up the Lysol wipes. Yeah. Hey, Lysol kills
2: COVID, so uh, let's start eating that. Yeah,
1: dude, we should start eating those wipes. <laughs> you are <it> your first <laughs> Eating Lysol wipes. Yeah, they don't flush. Anyway. Did Trump just say that the other day? Yeah, they don't flush, so you gotta just. And who's? Why would you have in the bathroom to flush anyway? I guess if you're cleaning the bathroom, but.
0: Anyway. So, Paul, we re- really haven't talked about you and where you got started. And
1: yeah, I, do you even I, know how to
0: play drums? Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: tell them about co- how I taught you how to play drums. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm looking in Peter's direction. I'm just like, weren't you the good one? I guess yeah, I mean uh I mean same same type of influence. I you know, grew up on classic rock. My dad had like a um a rad record collection that had like you know, like Jethro Tall and uh yeah, Credence, uh, Dad is awesome. Like the Beatles, Craig.
0: <laughs> oh That's where I learned about all those bands was from my dad. Yeah, so totally. <laughs> but
1: he had this awesome stereo that I never got to mess with, and he didn't really play records. I remember just seeing him, like, he had a, there was a hallway closet where the records were. And, the, and it was like, he, I used the record player more than he did, and it was typically when it wasn't there. I had an older brother, and he was into that classic rock. T- I mean, I probably got in classic rock when he did, yeah. off my dad and stuff. And he, had, My dad had a real, real player. I am talking about the stereo, because it was all it was all nice and uh he had a real real player I remember he had like all this live zeppelin I remember him like asking him one time like hey can you put this on like <laughs> but um I remember the first Hendrix song I ever heard was uh When, when Cries Mary mm. um so yeah like that kind of stuff and then uh but then yeah Nirvana broke and that's I'm a little bit younger than everybody I think as far as Getting into music. I'm 104 years old. Well, how like you, how guys old were, are you? you guys were already into music. I'm saying when I when I, I'm not done. young, but uh, you guys. I think it, he's were like already 12. Playing. I think. Yeah. Anyway, this was what 91. So yeah, I was I was you know, about to be 12. So um, you were 12 in 91. Yeah. Jesus.
3: Oh, <laughs> I was at <laughs> like, a high school day. Or <laughs> 11.
1: 11. I I was I was 12 throughout most of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Nirvana broke, and that's yeah, that's when I got started playing music, and that's uh, when. Um, he broke your cherry. Yeah, pretty much. So, but
3: everyone else was playing. Kurt Cobain guitar. broke Paul's cherry.
1: Well, I mean. That was part of it. I think for a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, anyone my age, anyone that's (laughs) 40 years old um, would definitely, uh, I think, say the same thing. So as I said, with the older brother, he started going out to shows. I mean, obviously, he was into the same kind of stuff I was. Well, not obviously, but he was, which was cool, um, where I got in the same stuff that he was into. Uh, and He took me to my first show, Wild Blues in 93. Mm -hmm. uh, like, Alice Chains, Primus, like... Tool was on that Damn Yeah That on was a great one it. I was at that <laughs> show Not, a, I was not a, at that show been, But I saw that tour In Philly? No or? mine was New Jersey so, L7, I, was, I grew I up think. outside of Philadelphia
0: Dinosaur Jr
2: Fishbone Fishbone was on that bill Weren't they? Yes, they were. Holy yeah. crap That is the best band yeah. ever Yeah
0: uh, Rage Against the Machine Was on it
2: They opened up yes. Dude yeah It was Alice in Chains Primus uh, um, fucking dinosaur junior
1: raging as dinosaur a machine junior, yeah. but yeah so i started getting all that and like my brother i remember he went to shows at the TROC, um, which is recently shut down that yeah, was like damn, the that's theater God, yeah i
2: saw so many cool bands
1: it started out, out as like a burlesque war, war, and like war, that kind of stuff like back in it was an old theater in philadelphia um, near chinatown right next to chinatown but once the Wawa, that was just, there was a Wawa out there, this convenience store um, that shut down right down the road. The Wawa shut down? Yeah, A Wawa couple, couple years down. ago. That's what I'm saying. It, it was all <laughs> inevitable. You know, it was going to happen. Change. The Wawa change shuts down, the truck's going to shut down. <laughs> but I saw the first show I saw at the truck was Fishbone, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Oh, my seen. God. They're
2: one of the best bands yeah, I've ever my brother seen.
1: brother saw uh, Tool at, at the truck.
2: Um, I oh, didn't get wow. to go to that show. Tool yeah, at the I truck. was too
1: young, and Failure opened. And that's how I got into Failure. Uh, this was 94. I mean, the first show I ever wanted to go to though was uh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Faith No More opening up that show oh, yeah. in Philadelphia. And so I was probably like eleven or twelve at that point. But um but yeah, I had a buddy, a couple buddies of mine, as I said, one played bass, Warren, and uh and Eddie played guitar and got with those guys and just was like, I'm gonna play drums and fucking try to be Dave Grohl, pound the pound the drums as <laughs> hard as I can and yeah. Anyway, and that was... Yeah, we had a little band called Blind Witness. Okay. So that was going into, like, probably, like, my... Yeah, into high school. And then Warren um, ended up moving away, and we I met this guy, Greg, through a buddy of mine, Barry, who... Greg was uh, a couple years older, and he played bass. So we ended up, like, always hanging out at his house, mm-hmm. jamming there, and then... um yeah, met a couple other guys through those guys, and uh, just through this house. I said like early high school, and that's I started a band and what well, I didn't start it, but I was in a band from '95 to '98. Yeah, playing drums, punk rock. That's when I got into punk rock. So. Well, obviously, Green Day and, like, Offspring blew up in, like, 94 yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And there's so many... Uh, but, like, as I said, with Nirvana, like, they were always talking... To, a yes, lot. It, like, but before even that, like, n- when Nirvana broke, they were always talking about their influences. We talked about, like, Dinosaur Jr., the Pixies, mm-hmm. and, like, it was all it was all grunge for me, obviously, when I first got it started. And the single soundtrack, we've talked about that. The
2: single soundtrack yeah. was is the greatest record ever
1: made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it says everything. Yeah, I've seen that movie so many times, and... Um, yeah, I have
0: actually never watched that movie. Really? Yeah.
1: It's worthwhile. <laughs> I can't say it's the best you movie. You and me, buddy. No, it's <laughs> <a lot. laughs> but it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. I saw it's the fun. movie in the theater at least two or three times. You'd think that, that yeah, the time that I grew up in, I would have pieces. actually seen that, but I've never seen it. <laughs> it's been de- like probably a decade at least since I've seen it, but I saw it so many times I've probably made up for it uh, for all the missed time that I haven't seen it. But yeah, like Screaming Trees, uh Soundgarden. Yeah. I mean Allison um, Alice in Chains was definitely a big yeah, deal Alice to in me. Chains.
2: I guess like what I liked about Grunge is it was a perfect meeting ground of classic rock, punk, and metal. Yeah. yeah. Cause when I was just only five or ten years earlier, like punk kids and metal kids like were not friendly. Yeah. Like it was truly like okay, if you want to hang out, here, oh okay, you're actually pretty cool, cut your hair if you want to hang out with us. <laughs> like that's what yeah. it was like. Consequently, the punks are the most you know, again, growing up in a church. Videos with punks and mohawks, they were presented as, you know, lowlifes. But in my life... Deviants. Deviants. But in my life, they were the most giving, the most accepting of like homosexuals and different races and things like that. So it was like, punks to me were like the most open and then that kind of evolved more though in the... I guess punks were picked on by metal kids more than the opposite.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: But yeah, somehow in grunge, Nirvana helped bring it it all together. together. They really did.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean they they're the reason I listen to Sonic Youth and Mnemonic. Dinosaur Kurt Jr. Kirk Cobain's best Pixies. quality is that he had good taste. Yes, <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. And he Bunny was Man. like I like meat puppets. I like meat puppets, yeah, and, puppets. I like oh, Sabbath, yeah. and I like Black Sabbath yeah. and I like the Bay City Rollers and I like yeah. the
2: Carpenters
1: and like, you know and it was
2: like okay it's okay to like all these things.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I no, will uh, state real quick, this will probably be the first episode I have that has a drum beat behind it, I'm sure the yeah. microphones will pick that up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Like, There's a guy practicing in the next room. I have
3: to yeah. I you
0: do have to bring you it up.
1: You yes. know, We're going we we to call him
3: probably.
1: Tom. <laughs> Actually, Tom Is just Tom? something I recorded earlier that I just put in the, the background here on the boom box. Yeah, you're really just exploring the space with the drums,
2: and I wanted to check it out so I can see where, where it can go.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so uh yeah, that's the grunge scene is what got me started. As I said, Blind Witness and then uh ended up um yeah, my brother like you know, ended up seeing No Effects before I got to see him and stuff like that. I remember him having uh, uh ribbed and uh white trash two heaps and a bean on yeah. C D mm-hmm. and uh and listening to those and then just getting more and more involved in like the uh yeah, that SoCal like punk scene. Yeah. Um like lagwagon and face to face were like the two big ones for me. You know, like as I said, Green Day broke. So you, you, I look back at their roots and like they were on Lookout Records, Mm -hmm. which yeah, yeah, they had had, uh, the Screeching Weasel. They had uh, a veil from fucking Richmond, Virginia, who's still one of my favorite bands of all time. So, oh, a band. Um, was a good band. yeah, and they started out on look. I guess they started out well, not their their very first record wasn't on lookout, but their next three, I think, were all on lookout. But anyway, the great band. And then, like you had mentioned, the, I started you know, finding stuff more around me, which the Bouncing Souls, Lifetime.
2: Once I started finding local, local music, fire. that's true. I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking about classic rock and stuff, but honestly, everything changed changes, once I started yeah. going to clubs. Yes. Yeah, same yeah. Thing
0: for me. I mean, when I discovered the milestone and saw what people in this area were doing. And, and yeah. then, like, touring bands as well, but, like, just people in this area. I was like, okay, so this is a little joke band that me and my buddy have. <laughs> I mean, he was going to Milestone with me. We were like, we both looked at each other like, we can really do this. We can do we this. We can do <laughs> this. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And so that was what it was. It was local music opened my eyes to, like, you don't have to be, like, Axel Rose to be in a rock band, sure, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. can you just, just be like, you can, I can be in a rock band. Yeah. Anyone let's can do it. this. But
1: like I, to give the Souls credit, and of course Lifetime, like both of those guys just put on like the most amazing shows. They were always at the Troc, which is probably like nine 900- hundred. Capacity 800 something like that it's yeah, big theater it's not large and right. they would just put on these punk rock shows in the mid 90s that were just like the whole place you could oh, feel it, just it like it. And ride, yes it? and it just yeah, I saw Bad Brains there the, uh, broke out there brag, brag, brag. Um, no I mean there's so many good bands I saw, I saw Foo Fighters on their first tour there in 95 um, just so many good bands that come through there so that was really like coming into that scene and so as I said I played in a, in a band in high school for uh, three four years um, we did, uh, we were called Nihil, or Nihilism, like, you know, like Nihilism, I've heard it put as oh, yeah. Neil, I've heard it as yeah. Nihilism, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but we were called Nihil, like, nothing, like, yeah. <laughs> we were 15, but we, like, we couldn't think of a name, it's uh, so, like, very nothing. Very yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, our first cassette was called, uh, A Brighter No Future, and we literally stole that right off a fucking, uh, cover of, uh, Alternative Press, yeah. that had, uh, I <laughs> remember that it had Tim Armstrong on the cover, like, a profile of him with the Liberty Mohawk. Yeah. Yeah, so started getting into that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, we did like three cassettes in high school, and then did a CD. And that scene was really cool, and like that Westchester scene and stuff outside of Philadelphia, the suburbs of Philly. I'm from that area, so obviously, like yeah. if you if you're familiar with like CKY and like that mm-hmm. kind of that yeah, was guys. that was around that time, and obviously like the whole Bam and, and before Jackass and all that stuff, and uh, some of the bands that were coming out there. But you had Creep Records um, out of Downingtown, right there in Westchester area. And uh, they just had all these great bands. They had the Boyles, the Halflings, 2.5 Children, like, I'm trying to think, all the Bug Light. They had all these great bands out of that, like, southern Jersey, um, Philadelphia area that, that played there. So, but, um, but, yeah, we released it, as I said, a couple cassettes, and then uh, we recorded at the Creep at the Creep House. Eric Victor was the guy who ran it. So he was kinda like not the, I don't want to say the godfather of that scene or whatever, but he was Creep Records. Yeah. He plays in a band now, I think, called uh God damn it out of Philadelphia. They actually were here at the milestone yeah. last year, but it ended up happening on uh, on my wedding anniversary. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So I didn't yeah. go to that show. But yeah, Eric Victor was the guy and he recorded bands there and um, and had this record label in Westchester, Pennsylvania and that just it was a great scene. Plow was on that like yeah. uh, in that scene. Plough United. Um so yeah, a lot of great bands came out of that area, and um, really got me into the punk rock scene. And then, but eventually, I ended up leaving and going to school down here originally in 1998. Okay. Yeah, stayed around for a few years going to school, uh, going back in the summers and whatnot. But then I ended up like the summer before 9/11. Yeah. I ended up going out on the road after school and working for a band. I wasn't touring. What band? Um, Yellow Card. So, oh. yeah, so I was working for them, and it was very early on. I
3: thought it was going to say Nirvana.
1: <laughs> it should have been. That would have brought it full circle. Actually, they – well, <laughs> who would have been singing? Why well, don't you change far. the story now? Instead of yellow uh, card. It was Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I ended up starting touring with them that one summer right before 9-11. And I remember I get back to school my senior year, and it was great. It was great summer. We did, like, a regional tour in the south – um, in the southeast – um, got to go out with them to California where they were. Uh, they just finished up their first record uh, with a label out of Santa Barbara called Lops of Records.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, great little time. But um, but yeah, went back to school after that and um, back down here and 9-11 happened. And I don't know, like just the whole perspective changed because I had just been out on the road and I was just like, I want to like, do something like that. I've always wanted to do. So I wanted to get back out on the road. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so I ended up touring with them the next summer uh, for a while, and then wasn't playing music. I was just, I was just working. Yeah, so uh, and really didn't start playing music again until I moved down down here in two thousand six. So yeah, there was a little span there um, where I was doing road work, and and uh, came back. Uh, Life to, happens. Yeah.
0: So did you play any bands here in Charlotte
1: around two thousand six? Not, not, or not or right, right away. I jammed with like an alt country band called uh, Kentucky Gun Club. Okay, I, I don't know. It, Kevin was a really cool guy. I think that was the guy who played guitar. Really cool guy and his wife. They were awesome. But yeah, never. I mean, just played with them for a little bit. And yeah. then actually, um, someone mentioned Ryan Westbrook on your podcast, like not like a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I don't. I don't remember who. Um, he played
0: in. Uh, I have who has I believe.
1: Okay, um, but I was playing with him, and he was doing like an alt okay, country yeah. thing with um, uh, Josh Featherstone. Yeah, yeah. He was in there for a little bit. He ended up leaving, but it was. Some, I can't remember the guy who was playing, whose house we were playing at. But we did that for a while. We went into the studio for a little bit. Um, recorded four songs. I remember I totally shit the bed. Like I think Ryan ended up having to come in and play drums on one track. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I totally shit the bed on that. It just wasn't it wasn't my thing. Like yeah. um, when Josh was and Josh was gone at that point, uh, Featherstone. Uh, but I remember when he was in the band, like he like he had a different element to it that I really liked. And I think we were trying to go like a harder edge, but it just I can up, I can see up, that with him yeah. in the band. Yeah. So yeah, so that ended up like kind of disbanding because the the guy we were playing, at he ended up his wife ended up having twins, or they ended up having twins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so uh, what we knew was coming, so we were out of there, and then we ended up in in Ryan's garage for a little while, just as a three-piece, and then he ended up kicking me out of that, Um, and I think I ended up coming uh, Blackwater Redemption. I get kicked out of all the bands that are getting ready to become something, so it was Blackwater Redemption, uh, Farewell (laughs) Albatross. You should look uh, internally. But, yeah, I really wasn't playing, like, much at all. I was just playing these little things that wasn't, like, necessarily my thing. Um, yeah, as I said, if you hear the shit that I was playing in high school, that was definitely more of, you know, the punk rock influence type stuff. So, um, and it wasn't that here, but yeah, as I said, then I, I, someone says Fugazi or I say, do you like Fugazi? You know, and like, and I like uh, Fugazi. Do you like Fugazi? It's a, it's a nice, it's a good flag. (laughs) Yeah. It's a totally good flag. (laughs) It's like, Hey, now I want to play music with that person then. Um, not everybody likes him. Not
2: everyone's heard of him so it just even having heard of them is a good start. you don't have to like sure, sure. But having heard of them is a <laughs> I mean, good there chance there's a better
3: yeah. do you own any discord records <laughs>
2: any yeah. uh, any well
1: I, I'm not a huge fan of like makeup and like stuff like that but
2: I makeup? say I love that yeah you've never stuff. heard of
1: makeup makeup yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah been, uh, Nation of Ulysses I'll do all the and-
0: I did like Slant 6 on <laughs> uh, also discord. on discord records well Fugazi's one of my I, I put them in my top 10 they're one of my favorite bands yes. all time. they're so oh, yeah. good yeah. so good yes Definitely. And that influence you'll hear in Van Huskins every now and then too. Yeah. Eric's not even aware of it sometimes. I'm yeah. Like, and it's totally Fugazi. You're playing. people right become here. aware <laughs> of it, you're stealing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're supposed to slip it in. Yeah. So I wanna yeah, know about song the, the Super Chunk. Oh, wait, isn't that a My Flag song?
0: Oh, there's a big Superchunk influence in Van Huskins. Yeah. It's not not quite as much as in Van Huskins as as there was in the accents. Yeah. But we still it's Super Chunk's one of my favorite bands. It's yeah. so good. Really.
3: It, it's funny, the, the first Super Chunk album I had I was still back in Florida. And then when I moved here, I was like, they're a local band yeah. here, yeah. right? <laughs> but – uh and I don't think – I've never seen them
0: live, but – Oh,
2: uh, I, saw, I saw a lot of Palooza, actually.
0: Oh, well. i them so Unless sorry. you're oh, hard. hell
1: you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we – uh at one of the Halloween shows, we did Super Chunk. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah, yeah. So nice. how many
1: Halloween shows have you guys done there?
0: We did – um Super Chunk, we did Danzig, <laughs> Screeching Weasel, Chunk. and the Pixies. Okay. The Pixies wow. was the first one we did. Okay. We did uh. Superchunk, then we did Danzig, then we did Screeching Weasel. The last yeah. time, wow. and Screeching and Weasel was just those songs were not fun to play. Yeah, they were not fun to sing, <laughs> and we decided we didn't want to do the Halloween <laughs> thing anymore. <for> that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we still talk about maybe doing it someday. <sighs> but,
1: what a great band, dude! My brain hurts. Is like still like that that. That records. Oh, I love them, but man, yeah. I did not have fun playing those <laughs> yeah, songs. Yeah, I can numbers. imagine.
0: We talk about <laughs> so. doing
2: the Halloween show. We wanted to do Jesus Lizard, but we were going <laughs> to ask the Emotron to sing. We were going to ask, yeah, if yeah. we could get. But then it it's done like done, I yeah. don't even want to put that no, guy in a box. No. Yeah. I can't make him sing someone else's lyrics. He's too brilliant. <laughs> yeah, what a great band. <laughs> I got to find so. some schlub to scream. I did recently see
1: though uh, Nerve Endings. I think it was Nerve Endings um, doing a cover of uh, Mouth Breather. Um, oh, I saw that on the internet. No, and in, I think Andy and the Doorbomber was actually singing. Really?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I've seen yes. him do Boilermaker Live. Too. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I think they did. I think they did. Jesus. And some Halloween. Didn't Maybe they? not the milestone, some, some Halloween
1: show. <laughs> like, we thought about it. It was an idea. But then, like, thought? Now we got to think of an even <laughs> different. <laughs> that's, forget that's it. We're going to do Familia idea. Miranda songs, <laughs> which is a
2: Mexican post hardcore band. They're like a Mexican <laughs> forgotten. If you haven't heard of them, okay. check them out Familia Miranda. <laughs> Fucking excellent! Yeah, we're okay. just gonna do Paul Westberg. Oh my god, it's so, so good! Yeah, oh, well, so we can do some replacements. Yeah, well, Let's do well. the I match. I'll do
1: replacements, man, all <laughs> no, day. We're replacements. We're doing the, Paul uh, Westberg uh, solo from those, oh. for the from the single soundtrack. Oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll just do those songs back and forth. You guys doing a couple of replacements from Tim, man? I say. I think it was the first year that we did the Halloween thing that there were two bands that did Nirvana.
1: Oh, really? I bet. You, well, can do, you can do you do one that somebody else has We 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 actually before. talked about that as well, but like doing songs that they played there in yeah. 1990, yeah. Um but you couldn't do the whole set. I mean it's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like fifty eight minutes on. or something though, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. but but And they songs, slept there, so we didn't want to <laughs> sleep there. Buck yeah. wouldn't allow it. <laughs> like no. literally say, All right, good night and you lay
2: down. <laughs> so I do not want to sleep at the milestone because I pissed too much.
0: <laughs> but at one point I was thinking, like uh, when you started talking about how you were just playing in one band now, like, wait a minute, is it Farewell Albatross not a band anymore? In October or, or November
3: last year. Yeah. Raya said, uh, hey guys, um I uh Sounds like a text did, did message. she she started Oh yeah. Hey yeah. guys
4: <laughs> This was fun, now I'm done. Smell like drama and a headache. Take my pills go to sleep. But now wake up, you're still next to me and be trust. All it quits and it's dead.
3: trying to play guitar right uh, there's one song that we were we were working on where where she had uh, she would sing and and she would play like a melodic line at the end of the song right but the thing is she hasn't learned how to play guitar and sing at the same time. she's yeah. a great singer. Yeah. but she can't play guitar at the
0: same time, it's, right? It's, it's hard to do. Well, Good.
3: If, if, you're, if you're if you not already playing guitar, right? Yeah. So like Probably. like I, are, I play guitar play. and I, sometimes I sing with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But she's a singer, so I think it's a little hard, maybe it's a little harder to go the other way. But she's just said like, uh, shit, I don't even remember Wanna what break. she said. <laughs> but she's just like, hey, let, let, let me take a month. To just, you know, do my thing. I want to, I'm working on some songs or whatever, and then we'll get together. And then December happened, Christmas, New Year's, then blah, 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 some time, coronavirus. So it's just like all these things. And it's just kind of, I mean, I was busy
0: with these guys, so.
3: So So you so
0: not officially like broke up. You just still just uh, on break uh, on high. I've
3: I've seen I've seen uh, Jill a couple times since then, and she's like, hey, yeah, we we got to we got to get this going, and she's she's counting on me to like (laughs) bring some more material so we can do this new thing. And like, well, you know, it's like every time I have some kind of creative thing, I think, okay, is this is this Richard's thing? Is this Sunday boxing? Is this Fairwell Albatross? What what (laughs) bucket does it fill in? You know. Some of the choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Poor Baz. Na- na- Paul, sorry, you don't get them all. Nah. <laughs> you don't get them all. The thing is, I think she's just been busy with other things. Yeah. And so it's like not such a big deal with, for me because we had actually not really written a lot for a while. When we first started, she was great with writing lyrics. I would bring the music. And, and, and so it was a pretty good combination. Sometimes it was stuff I had from before. In fact, one of the songs that we have, was one of the songs that my band played back in high school it was part of the song that my band played in high school, right? Yeah. So, it was like, yeah. you know, it was like, uh, okay, well, I got this little riff. Okay, well, that fits into this thing. Now, they don't know that this thing is old. This riff is 20 sure. years old. Yeah.
1: So what songs in Sunday Boxing are 20 years old? So. Um, <laughs> uh, none of them. Spiders. <laughs> none of them. But,
3: but I do find, uh, like, uh, we have a song, Local Hero, that we just recorded in the studio. Are we recording? Are we now? recording? Yeah, it's recording. Because oh. <laughs> we're about to start firing oh, exactly. off that ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I found the little demo on my computer yeah. because every now and then I come up with some idea, and I've learned I don't want to lose any of these little musical nuances because tomorrow I'm gonna forget it. Right yeah. in my past, you know, sometimes I would record an audio thing. I say, oh, this is a cool little tidbit. I'd record it, but then I'd play it back and say, I have no idea how to play it. So then – so what I do now is that I, I turn on uh, some kind of video thing. I make a little video recording on my okay, computer. Yeah. and So I got my guitar there. And so I just play it and I put <laughs> – make a so sh- – make sure that I can see <laughs> the chords camera. I'm playing or whatever <laughs> I'm playing so that I'll remember, okay, I got the melody. I can hear what it sounds like and I can see what I'm playing, you know. Yeah. So our recent song "Local Hero," I found the original kind of thing where I was I was like home for lunch one day, you know. I'll yes. I'll be playing the guitar and say, "Oh, I've got to do this thing." Okay, like, turn this thing on. And it's actually quite different. <laughs> really, it, it's got some of the same chords, but then but it's but it's just it's just different, you know. I,
0: I've got some recordings of, that we did in band practice of like some songs that we just recorded for that EP that we put out, mm-hmm. nice. and uh, I one day I just found them on my computer and I went and listened to it like. Uh, the song Blee doo Blee that we—it's like yeah. the first song on the yep. the, the, the EP—and we played it so slow, like the first yeah. first exactly time we played how it, it. Goes. <laughs> it's yep. just like crazy how much it changed. Yep. and It didn't really change that much, yeah, but it changed just enough that it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah.
1: right. Tempo can be, do a lot of things. Well, actually, so, yeah, all of our
3: songs yeah. ended up faster. I yeah. mean, on this on this last EP, everything was like, well, gosh, we're playing it so fast. Well, okay, I guess it's not that bad.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the, the up-tempo energy. But that story is the same for Artificial Light. Paul and I were playing yeah. a song called Nautical Teen. That was kind before of a, a fragment before Richard was even yeah. in the band. Yeah. Yeah, we just turned that into pretty quickly, considering how long it lingered. <laughs> yeah. We then like just kind of hashed it out in a day and wrote, I think, an awesome tune.
0: Yeah. We, <laughs> we also tune. have those songs that linger for two or three years before they finally become a song
2: yeah. slow bake yeah.
0: we, we will jam on them you know every week and it's like eh that's getting somewhere yeah <laughs> and then eventually it's like okay look, we're getting ready to record that's become something now we're gonna record that one. sure a lot of the songs on the, the the CD that we put out because we had a chance to record as much as we wanted to really Within, you know, what we, with what, what, what we could get done. Yeah, we yeah. did that with John yeah, Bowman. Yeah. What we could get done in a day, we were just going to record everything we could in a day. Yeah. And I had those 12 written down. It's it's 11 tracks. but it it's 12 songs. <laughs> just plowed through them, man. And <laughs> so. I was, you know, some of them we, we've been playing since yeah. we first started playing, but yeah. we just never had recorded them. Yeah. And so we finally them, got right? around to putting them all yeah. out there. So those slow burn songs sometimes are some of the better songs. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, that new EP that you guys have though, as I said, uh, uh,
0: Farmanaut is just oh, such a like, killer track, exactly. dude. <laughs> like, I can't really pick my favorite off of that, but that's that that's a good one. I, I love yeah, it. There yeah, the, the last part ones. of that is like I, I even I like the first part of it, but sure. I really just like that last little yeah. bluesy yeah ZZ whole, top part that we got mean, at the end. <laughs> the whole thing that's
1: that's that's right up our alley. So so yeah, we're we're pretty. I mean, I think some of the stuff on on well, not that it sounds like Farmanaut at all, but like. Uh, like local hero, like how it just had the like the more totally different at the end than it was what you started with.
0: Um, yeah, we like putting those different parts into it now sure. and making things that don't necessarily follow a formula so much. But just we do what we want to do. We yeah. like throwing little tricks in and things to make people think that John Bowman when he recorded this, he's like, man, you guys like doing things that make people want to go back and listen to a song a second time That's or good. a third time. Just yeah. here's
1: hear, good. What the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like on this the single we're getting ready to release, um on July 31st, your ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pete does a little some bass stuff there that makes you what was that? <laughs> For a second. Like oh that by the end of the song hopefully you you're getting it. But um but yeah, it's <laughs> like it's, wait, is this yeah.
2: sound, did something happen there?
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love stuff like that too yeah.
0: when you hear it and you go, "Oh, I need to listen to that again." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully that's the case. That's that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> we
2: hope that people want to listen to it again. Sure. I know, like, exactly. exactly. What was that, Burp?
0: <laughs> I know. I've listened to it a bunch of times already. Uh, I really Space like man. it. Yeah, but so the, the first EP that you recorded, now, where where did you record that at? And at I Catalyst. Guess, at Catalyst. Yeah. It's, both both yep. times at Catalyst. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah,
1: Rob's a good dude.
2: We have a good thing with Rob.
1: Yep. Yeah, he gets like what we're trying to do. and Yeah. He'll call us out if it doesn't sound good, so... I, what I, I called corny, I think I got yeah I got called corny at this at this session. So, but it happens so often now <laughs> that Paul wasn't just a little bit yeah. I was just. Was, was it something that you were
0: playing that he said no, it was corny? Something I was
1: asking about a mix, okay, and, <laughs> and, he, and he did it. He did no, it, but like, to give him credit, he did it. And then when we played it back, he he let everybody know. Hey, and each of the corny. three of us individually. But <laughs> what's
2: funny is like he was like, "I'm oh, sorry, Paul, I think it's a little corny." And I came in, I was like, "But wait a minute, what if you switch the left speaker and right speaker, and yeah. then I'm satisfied." Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard comes in, and we're like, "We hope you don't think it's corny." He's like, "Well, if I do it, yeah." Like Richard had heard the mix yet. in the center, and then so every one
1: of us took the yeah. corny part,
2: and we're corny, we're corny people, man.
1: It's yes, rock music. That game. was funny because he put on the headphones, and I'm just watching his face, and it comes on, and he's like, uh, and he's like, any, oh, any." To his credit, he uh, he made it work. So, but um, but yeah, but it's Rob's fun. a good guy. he's yeah, yeah, to try stuff. So, yeah, was, we we like
2: yeah. Rob. He's a uh, you know. Great, um, you know, we we say we we produced the record and he engineered it. With of yep. course we accept his guidance and he, yeah, like with the with the first EP, you know, made little production choices that we were like, oh, actually, that made us change the song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so we're we're also open to stuff like that. Mm. We like good ideas, you know. Again, if this was a money thing and he was like, you've got to change these lyrics to make it on the radio, yeah. that, I don't think that would excite us. But this yeah. was more like, hey, here's the thing I tried. And we're like, oh, well, okay. That's not what we were thinking, but we all like it better. So
1: yeah. I think okay, the first, we'll do that from now on. The first EP, I think, is a lot more, uh, not necessarily, well, it's fuzzier. Um, I don't think the new stuff is as, is as fuzzy as far no, as the I productions is went concerned. a little more clankety yeah, bass. Yeah, I play a lot I'll of fuzz bass, yeah. and this time I was a little bit more
2: like uh, wanted a little bit more cable y
1: bass. Yeah, we didn't have the vocals drowned out as much, I don't think. Like before we were trying to have the vocals kind of pushed through the music. Um, this it's it's sitting more on top.
2: As well, we want to bury our vocals because of the song. I mean, the the music that we like and just natural shyness. But we've been complimented more than once that our song, our lyrics are audible. And I was like, you know what? Let's play it up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) let's be audible, and we will differentiate ourselves by having songs that are completely, completely able
1: to be uh, uh, deciphered. Yeah. But there's a lot of bands out there that are, feel like, as I said, like the bands that we're sharing the room with here now, like is getting more clean vocal and mm-hmm. like, um, and not that you can't understand what you know Eric's saying in Van Huskins, but like, um, but like tr- trying to have it more on top. And, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I think it's been good thus far. Yeah, we, yeah,
0: we always want to, especially Eric. He wants the vocals buried. Sure. He, he wants yep. to bury them, and he wants to, a lot of distortion on them. <laughs> a lot of distortion on them. And I get that, but but you have to. It's like John Bowman told me when we recorded the the C D, he's like, You don't want people asking you later, yeah. what are you singing? Yeah. You want people to be able to understand sure. what you're saying. Sure. He said so you can't bury them too much. You gotta have have them up there enough so people can hear. Yeah. So Eric fights against that quite a bit. Yeah. Now this last time we recorded, Eric was very happy with his vocals, but Brandon like layered the distortion on it like heavy. Yeah. I actually had to get him to back it off in of my okay. <laughs> I was like, Take it off. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Actually, we were talking yeah. about going with Brandon before the whole, all, whole COVID hit. Yeah. We, that's why we ended up going back to. I mean, not that we didn't want to go back to Catalyst or whatever, but we had talked and I hit up Brandon. and He wasn't available till like now. Yeah. Like, and, uh, was, yeah, yeah. and we were like, oh, well, we wanted to get in the studio and get, and get these songs recorded. And so yeah, and so mm-hmm. April. It was the first week of April we were supposed to be in the studio, and then you know, obviously at that point we were two to three weeks deep into shit going down our lives so. said no yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough but yeah we we thought about it. I mean as I said base a lot of them the production of your guys last EP so I mean and what a great title too bless your heart but <laughs> I mean, it really is like, you know, being yeah. from the Northeast yeah. and like hearing that term of endearment, quote unquote, uh-huh. um, wink, wink. you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's great. But um, so Paul did air quotes, that was, that was, that was Eric's <laughs> I said, idea. I was I said, like, what do you want to quote. call it? He
0: said, I don't know. I kind of want to call it bless your heart. I was like, yes, let's do
1: it. <laughs> it's great, man. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, we were happy to go back with Rob and, uh, and Catalyst and it worked out really well. He does so, some great works. So, yeah, he I really guess. does. And he knows his shit yeah i mean he's a good guy too
0: yeah everything i've heard that's come out of there has been really good and he's been yeah. recording for a long time yes. too so. yeah that he has did that wow. last flight wrist yeah. cd he got um, his
2: uh analog recording set up yes set up
0: as well he does oh, wow. we yeah. didn't
1: we didn't take advantage of that but um but at yeah. some point yeah
0: yeah i'd like to do that sometime
1: yeah and he's quick and he's efficient like yeah. well, i mean we didn't spend i mean yeah, I know there's bands out there that will spend time going over each little detail, but we record everything
0: live, you know. Same here. And
1: yeah, and we didn't really do a whole lot of overdubs. Most of the stuff was vocals that we that we messed around with on this. We so. got lucky
0: last time. We knocked everything out like almost first take. Yeah. Ben awesome. the drums. It's great. And then it was just, you yeah. know, I gotta fix a flub here and a flub there sure. and, and that's so yeah. we got really lucky last time and, yeah. and that's I guess one good thing about you know, we, we talk about how we're just a shitty punk rock band, but when we go to the studio, we're pretty prepared. Yeah. And so... That's what we try to be, too. Yeah, If you want to record live, you kind of have to be. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be there all day long. and yeah. It's going to sound like Got shit. Got to go with a purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. We totally feel that. But yeah,
1: like I said, we didn't do a whole lot of... We just went in, tracked the songs, and then off of that, we didn't really do a whole lot more than that. As um, I said, I just around with the vocals. So...
3: I was just telling Pete before before we were assembled here that the songs as they're recorded they are a little different than than we've been playing them sure, and, sure. you know and and it's just because it's like okay well what makes sense and you come to this finality of okay well what's the optimal thing yeah and, and, and then some things happen in the studio say oh well that's pretty good you know and and you can you can double track vocals and you do some some effects and things say oh that sounds pretty good you know sure. so so uh yeah. But studio it, it's studio
0: magic. It's studio magic. studio magic. I <laughs> love stu- I love studio magic.
3: <laughs> as
1: you I'll, shared, I'll look at Ben sometimes. Shared. Ben will be like, what are we going
0: to do about that? Like, studio magic. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's exactly right. So
0: put on your wizard. <laughs> like, hat. Watch what Brandon does right here. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> and then Brandon will do it. Yeah. like, see, it's, it's fixed. It's, it's all exactly done. Right. <laughs> it's we exactly didn't even have to re-record right. that. He fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> studio magic. I love it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I also Brandon. like working with somebody that's got good ideas. Yeah. And, and as long as you're open to those ideas as a band you know, a band goes into a studio with some great ideas. I don't really want to go into a studio with an, with a producer that wants to put his stamp on it, that wants sure. to make it sound like this is my product. Yeah. But I do want to go into a studio with the with a producer who or engineer who's gonna go, Hey, why don't you try this? Yeah. You know, and if it works, it works. And if not, so yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what we've stepped into with, with Rob. I mean, that's mm-hmm. exactly what he does. I mean, he, he records what you're putting out and then he'll record whatever ideas you have. And then he'll take those ideas and say, hey, is, you want to do that with that? Or do you want to do this with that? Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah he's, been, he's been good like that.
2: He's like the fourth Sunday box. <laughs> I don't
0: know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that about Brandon, but then again, like John recorded us and it, that was a damn good recording yeah. too, so I don't really want to have recording. a fourth, but we, we, like, we have a team that we work with. Sure. We'll so you them. guys, I guess, describe your sound as grunge chord, <laughs> or at least that's honestly, what, that's what i read. read. Yeah. You can read? Yeah, I like how you put that. Um, but oh. yeah, it's
1: a joke. I mean, like, honestly, when, we were, when I was entering in, um, you know, the tags and all that stuff, mm. and alternative and grunge and hardcore and all that punk and all that stuff pops up i mean like we play alternative music pretty much yeah i mean we I, play rock music yeah i know alternative <laughs> rock, rock and roll alternative, alternative yeah. for 30 years i remember at hit parader i had a cover of hit parader hanging up on my wall 1993 the year of alternative metal and it had <laughs> alice of chains on there and Soundgarden yeah. and you know and all that stuff so i mean it just you know
0: What's, labels are for cans, right? Yeah. Man, and I, I thought it was kind of a joke, but <laughs> yes, still, yes. you, you can hear the grunge influence in it. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah, you hear yeah, the, know, the punk totally. rock influence in it. You can sure. hear, I can hear like some Chapel Hill indie rock at yeah. times. So I hear awesome. Archers of Loaf and uh, There's one song on the the new nice. EP that you got. That's like, awesome, man. So. Facebook
2: uh, invented grunge core, but we <laughs> defined it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: or Bandcamp, one
0: of those ones that makes you, like, has the little labels. Um, but,
1: yeah. That's, but that's I always just,
0: hate that, you know, like, you know, because I can't describe our music. Sure. Finding a, some kind of a tag to put on it. You know, we, oh, we're man. like classic rock <sighs> influence, punk rock with a little bit of metal influence. Like, yeah,
1: it's totally a, the grunge core thing. I mean, it's just having a label. Like, uh, I remember one of the shows we played at Snug, um, one of the guys in Paint Fumes, he does um, – DJing there, like on those uh, punk rock nights that they yeah. have there. Try- no Future. Yeah. Um, he does that a lot. And I'm trying to think of his DJ name there. But anyway, I remember we played there and he was DJing that night. We played with Asbestos Boys and it was the punk rock night or whatever. And he came after <laughs> after the show and he's like, man, I really liked you guys. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And he's like, yeah, because I don't really like grunge. But, like, I saw your grunge core thing, but like, you guys are grunge. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just is what it is. We're influenced by that kind of thing. Yeah. And- core, Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <grunge> core.
2: <laughs> hey, we really didn't settle on that. Uh, not, no, not really at all. Yeah. I mean,
1: it just, yeah, it's just, yeah, as I said, just a descriptor up there. Of so. so many.
2: I call us Crocodile Rock. There you go. <laughs> I've never really called us that. I've called us Rock yeah. Lobster. So. <laughs> called us Rock Shrimp. Mm-hmm.
0: I've listened to the, the new EP A few times over the past few days Nice And um I don't know the names I mean I, I don't know the names sure. I've seen them sure. But I, yeah. I can't put the name Which sure. song Because I've just listened to them While at work. It's really good stuff Is there Thanks. like anything in particular About any of those songs That like You want to talk about Yeah honestly, I didn't get I get, didn't get to listen to them In depth enough To be like yeah. Oh let me ask about this song yeah, or this, no. The lyrics in this one Or anything
1: Totally I mean these two guys Have wrote the lyrics fully On this one I think I wrote the lyrics To like 2.5 songs On the last uh, On
0: the last EP
2: yeah, so I mean why slacking on lyrics, pop that well, part's no, you hard. Guys, I mean, it's only, it's only <laughs> four. four so
0: I feel like <laughs> if you in a band, if you're gonna if you're gonna write the lyrics, then you better be prepared to sing them. Sure, sure. <laughs> and you, don't write, you don't sing lead on any of them. <laughs> well, the only one I wrote lead
1: on was, uh, was uh, un- overextended, and uh, and I don't sing on that at all. So so you guys take the work on that, um, and we both sing. Does it hurt? No, not at, all. Not, we, <laughs> not at all. I <laughs> I'm the one that came in and was like, hey, I want you guys to sing it like this way.
0: That's one reason but, um, why, why I never write lyrics. I'm like, I don't want to sing. Now, actually, I don't mind singing. Yeah. Usually, if, if Eric wants me to sing, I'm like, if you want to write something, not, sometimes I'll write something and be like, this is what I wrote, but if you got something better, sure, come sure. up with it. I love doing um,
1: backing vocals, so yeah. I like that. I mean, I, when I was in high school, I, I actually did, sang in a band. Then, uh, but as I said, like my main project, I was playing drums, but yeah, I mean, I like singing, but these guys, these guys actually wrote the lyrics to the song. So I don't know if they have anything they want to say. Point. Well,
2: the first song is, uh, Your Ghost and that's yep. about, um, well, my dad died and, you know, we worked together and, you know, he was, uh, he was kind of a giant in his uh, industry you know and we all love our dads well yeah. actually it's oh, yeah. not true we don't all not everybody but yeah <laughs> I do <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> and you know and it's really like you know there's lots of songs about missing somebody and you can miss somebody in your heart but then there's also like but also shit's going south because somebody really is a figurehead of your life oh, yeah. and like and things like that so this is kind of like a, yeah I miss you but really for real this sucks Yeah, <laughs> like there's some shits like some shits going down, and you know, just kind of a, almost like a lament. Oh yeah. like all right, we're gonna you know we're gonna do our best type of thing. So it's yeah, it's reaching out to somebody who's uh, again less an emotional and more like a <laughs> yeah. So that's a uh, one song that I wrote. What do you have, Richard?
3: Well, you know, I hate writing lyrics. <laughs> I do too. That's my um, least favorite thing. We have a song called "Local Hero" that it was kind of like about a disgruntled employee. And what's funny is that I had a particular boss in mind when I thought about it, like me being the employee and like this is the employee who, you know, he, he did what he thought he was right, but then he's just he's just
1: tired of it and he uh, rebels against it. You're basically describing Michael Douglas and falling down. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. What's what's funny is that
3: the the boss that I have in mind was actually a really good boss to me. He was a local hero. He he was not a bad guy, (laughs) right? Um but then, but then Pete came up with this idea of the local hero thing, you know, and so it was kind of like, okay, so it's like I'm good at song titles. He's good great <laughs> <Some he's laughs> <good> at songs <laughs> the songs just starts there so you know <laughs> it's kind of transmogrified into this thing about about you know but 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 I think it's it's a good point, especially in these times that people say, uh think globally, act locally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. you can't solve all the world's problems in China and Iceland and wherever else. You know, For all reason. you can do is you, you influence the people that are around you and you do what you think is right and you be a local hero. And still some people and, and will hate you. It's, Part of it yeah. is also is just people spend a lot of time at, at their workplaces. It came from me from the fact that, uh, you know, I had a really good boss, but, you know, it was still I had frustrations. And, and you know, you just want to be honest and just say, OK, well, what are we doing here? You know, and what so does it all it, mean. What does it all mean? I don't know. So anyway, it's, uh, it, it's a... It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. It, it ended up being a freaking great song. Yeah, we really enjoy. it. Yeah. It's my
1: favorite to play live. It's a little happier than some of it, despite lyrically. Yeah. It is. It's probably the most up-tempo, like, happy, upbeat song that we have. But um, Yeah, but yeah. It, but it, I don't see it being up-tempo
3: at all. I Aww. don't know what you guys are talking about. Not up-tempo. <laughs> it's, it's like a, It's like a major key. It's yeah,
2: bouncy. It's a little yes. bouncier, yes. yes.
1: It's bouncy. Bouncy uh, Yes yeah. You
2: heard it here first
1: uh, so.
2: But yeah I, I agree I, I love the song Local Hero It is about that It is like a, a Small Small steps Improving what you can and But still no, People are never Going to see it, n- n- Never will everybody See what you do But that's not Why you do it You know yeah. You you do your best yeah. yeah For the people around you Some people Don't recognize And they can Fuck right off
1: <laughs> And he also sings Moxie Going to fuck right off Oh, starts yeah. starts out with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I noticed that. I'm like, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this okay. one has two curse words right
2: away. Yeah. Said my well, when we got to the recording,
3: I was thinking, are we actually going to keep that in there? We're going to just say, what the heck or something like that? No,
1: why edit ourselves? I like that <laughs> lyric. But yeah, that's, that's the only song I think we have that has a cuss word in it, and we lead right off with it and, and repeat it. And, I do some subliminal. Um, shits
2: on the I just go shit
0: shit shit, shit. <laughs> on some of the other songs shit, Damn, shit, I, shit. I knew it I knew it <laughs> I keep having to use the bathroom I know every time I listen to Sunday Box I gotta go to the bathroom
1: <laughs> drop a deuce the fuck but uh, yeah, so yeah, we kicked right off with that, and I don't even know like I, we came up with the title moxie I don't uh because we were talking about how the song had some punch, mm-hmm. and I was and it's one of my favorite words in the English in the English language, and yeah. I was like that song has got moxie and it was and a great just, soda you know, yeah
0: yeah, it was it yeah, was yeah. a soda, it was a great but, soda uh, I had I was, it up in New Hampshire, <laughs> yep. Yep. And, uh, I think I've had it before, the, and I wasn't too crazy about it. it's, it's not that, that great. Before, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. But it's <laughs> still there. It's still yeah. there. It's yeah. got a cult following. It. Well, it's no Fago that's by the insane Clown Posse. It's like a ginger
1: kind of thing. Like, I've never had it, but I've seen the labels. It's been around for a while, so. Uh, but I have no idea what the lyrics are about that, and I don't know if it even has a point, but... Uh... Well,
3: again, it was it was is is based on frustration. <laughs>
1: Michael Douglas and falling down. It's like Michael Douglas <laughs> and falling down exactly. It's a meme album.
3: Well, um, you know the thing is that there are a lot of people who succeed with their fakeness. Sometimes moxie. you know you see yeah. somebody and you say, "How the heck did they get that job? Or how they are they in this position to, to do this?" Right? Yeah, and it's because they've got this. This, um, oh, that narcissism and the moxie, right? And And, white man, Donald Trump is
1: full of it. There's no, it's not a coincidence that the label for the soda is (laughs) orange. You can look it up. So,
3: that's the thing. is, is, How how do these people, they get paid a lot of money to do something? Like, what are they doing? They're not helping anybody. They're not, they're making things better. They're not, you know, they, they, it kind of, kind of falls into that. And it's kind of like, uh. One of the influences was uh, was actually going back to my classic rock roots mm-hmm. was the song "Not Not John" where he says "Fuck all that, let's we got to get on with these, right?" So in in Moxie, one of the things is "Take Me to an Emotron Show," right? Yeah, where it's like it's like okay, well, I can't be bothered with all this right now. Just take me to a good damn rock and roll shit, some some kind of experimental yeah. shit. Just just <laughs> let me get get out of this the everyday funk and, and let me just experience something that's crazy. You know, yep. that's
0: what I personally go through. All, you know, every week. <laughs> yeah. So I, I talked to Trey last week, and you know they recorded an EP, and he's yep. not ready to release it. Well, yep. they they're not finished with it yet, but sure. he still he says he doesn't want to release it until after this is all over. Um, you guys started recording an EP after all this started.
1: Yep. And
0: yeah. you're ready to go ahead and release it before this is all over. Yep. Now, I, I'm I'm a fan of that because we went ahead and released ours. Yeah. Even though we couldn't go out and promote it. Really. Sure. But um, did you ever think about maybe holding on to it for a little while, or maybe now wasn't the time to record, or did do you want to do it specifically because of this?
1: A little bit of all that To be perfectly honest. I mean, we talked about, like, what we were going to do with it, but, like, I mean, what's the point holding on to it for us? I mean, really, we're not, as I said, we're not trying to...
2: I don't want to strategize too hard about it. I want to make music. And we want people to hear it. Yeah.
1: And if we're not going out and playing shows for them to hear it, Eventually, when shows happen, they'll hear it then. Yeah, right. um, if, you know, if anything, we're so.
2: slowing it. We're going to release them one at a time as okay. singles, rather yep. than as a record. Oh, yeah, that, that, and that works, If anything, yeah. that's the minimal amount of strategy that we're putting it in, mm-hmm. into it because yep. in the you know, in the era of digital releases, you know we, we sold some we sold a lot of downloads. We did not sell a lot of CDs. Those yeah. were really to be given away. Truly, people don't listen to them anymore. That was more of like a promotional thing. Yeah, I don't that know happens.
1: if we'll end up doing a physical copy of it. Oh, um, right.
2: We're releasing one at a time because to yeah. release one release, like we released Days Are Numbered. Here's six songs. Mm. And then it just kind of goes in and it's gone because there's so much media that's coming yeah. in at one oh, yeah. time. I so we said that. that we're at least going to control these four songs to release a little bit at a time, you know, one at a time, so that there's some focus instead mm-hmm. of saying, oh, great, all right, we support Sunday Boxing, we're buying the six songs, but then it's not like anyone is necessarily talking or not enough people are talking about a track or anything. Yeah. She said, you know what, it's a singles, we're back to singles era, let's do that, instead of one release, we now have four releases, and yeah. we paid for two less songs.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, And what we're hoping for, too, by the time this is all over, I mean, we hope to have another batch of songs to, yeah, to go. Kind you know, of, like, we, we we kind of um, hit
2: a new groove. Yeah, you know, yeah. like oh, and yeah. we kind of started slow. We kind of started with an intent of like we're not ready for this right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're the ones. <laughs> so <laughs> hang out, and uh, and we'll get there. And so yeah, even now, like we were at the point like we were we had young children, and now our kids are old and bored of us already. So we have time
1: to make rock uh, music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know about me, but yeah. I got two. Yeah. Got pretty two young young. yeah. Honestly, we're you know, accumulating all this stuff well, not accumulating all this stuff, but four songs. We're gonna have all four songs released by the time that we come to the third anniversary of our first, you know, EP. Yeah. Uh, Days Are Numbered, which was released on uh September eighth in two thousand seventeen. And so all four songs all four songs will be out at that point. Yeah, and as I said, by, hopefully Three to six months after this is all said and done, uh, after the final song has been released, hopefully we'll have a new batch of songs right. and be ready to play and out. These
2: will be a collection
1: yes. called Performer Hotshot Liar. Yep. Again, the
2: goal is to record more often, faster. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. of what you're saying. Uh, we can do more. Again, it's rock
3: music, and we're good at it. So let's yeah. go in and record it and get it going. This, this, yeah. this hiatus from the, or not hiatus, but the, this this thing from the coronavirus has actually just said, "Hey, well, okay, we can s- slow down, and just write songs yep. and." Because yeah. the the original thing was so long ago, it's like okay, well, we really need to be producing more yeah. material.
2: You know, it's funny now that you mention it. I think I think we had purposely said we weren't going to take gigs like in the spring because we tried. You know, we played every four <laughs> weeks or so, mm-hmm. and you know, it was fine. We love it, but. No, yeah. And we were going to go out
1: on April great. 5th and record this thing and yeah. not take gigs for a while until we were right. ready to release it. Yeah. Until it was and so it, it, it And now of. just like, do we record it? Let's just fucking release yeah. it. it so Warts and all. Forward. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, it's not something we sat on for Speak months. Speak for yourself. You know, it's perfect in every way. I love <laughs> it. I do love the, the songs that we ended up recording. but And I love Days Are Numbered as well. But, but yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, hey, let's just put it Make down. Make it and do it and let's let, let life, people right? hear you it. Gotta keep, you got to move faster, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I
0: think that's the way There's not much time
1: <laughs> to dwell. You
0: know, yeah. time to, I think that's the way things seem to be going, You know, more yeah. towards singles and, and releasing things that way. Man, I hope it doesn't I, stay that way. That I hope it doesn't be, either, because yeah. I, mean, I love like, physical media, and yeah. I love a, I love a full album. I love a or full or a album. Yeah, music exactly, music. right? And it's like just doing that EP. We, we probably yeah. should have just held on to the songs and released them one at a time. Sure. But yeah. a part of the part of the reason was, you know, me and one of my my high school friend had talked about doing something, put down a cassette. Yeah. So we've specifically recorded for that cassette. Anyway. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's that part of me that's like, OK, we released them all. Like you said a minute ago, you release them all at once and then it's over, it's with. over with. Yeah, man. I really want to actually I think what I want to do. Is I'm gonna start recording them two at a time, yeah, and we're gonna start putting out seven inches because I just I well, love that. And play. I've
1: mentioned to you m- multiple times via it's, either it's, email it's or happen. text, <laughs> but even like, um, and I even talked to you about like uh, possibly doing a digital like EP kind of thing, two two, and then uh, each one of us cover a song yeah. of the other band. I remember mentioning it to these guys, and because we talked about this, even like, mm-hmm. should we hold on to this? Should we should we release like this one as a single, and then hopefully maybe do a, a split with Van Huskins? So they ready for that? Like shit is so. Weird right now, like there's no telling. Like, let's just fucking, uh, let's not worry about everybody else because everybody else is, has their own thing going on right now. And let's just do us and mm-hmm. just release the songs as we want to, have all four out. Yeah, third anniversary. Of our I first don't believe EP. in hanging and hanging on yeah. to stuff. Yeah. Life yeah. is short, Say, you know same I mean? with me. It's like
0: we're getting recorded, I want it out there, I want people sure. to hear it, I want people to listen to it. But in the future, I think we're going to do like two songs at a time, yeah. and they're going to be Makes set sense, aside man. for. This, this is a 7-inch with yep. uh, Sunday Boxing and this is yeah. one with whoever. And honestly, I mean, I think the four songs
1: that we recorded, I think each one is in its own thing almost. I mean, it could be packaged. I mean, we're going to package it together as an EP after it's all it's all said and done.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, but like they're all different, I, yeah, and I think
2: yeah. that that's uh, I think that is true of us. And you know, it's kind of the the nature of you know what is modern rock. We all listen to a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all my songs are soul songs, like straight up. Yeah. <laughs> they're all R and B songs. Yeah, that's what I'm singing pretty much all the time. That's I just put a lot more distortion, right and Paul plays a faster beat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but like that's that's just kind of where I'm coming from. You know, most of the time.
0: Yeah, I was listening to it and I was noticing how because I was trying to think of like reviewing it and and I'm going to have to sit down and actually listen to it before I do a review but just kind of thinking about how each song was just a little bit different than the other song the song before and so yeah but but all good and all definitely sounds like Sunday Boxing awesome definitely that's awesome, awesome. Yeah, you that's guys cool have here. a sound oh, and it's not and it's not there. it's not <laughs> grunge core i don't yeah, know what not not it is
1: well, you tell us man i mean seriously yeah. and honestly if you want to
0: honestly i feel like run with that name because yeah. nobody else is using it <laughs> run with that <laughs> <That's> i <I'm> just <laughs> yeah, like this is what yeah. grunge core is yeah. For sure
2: <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. had anyone else taken it i would have been like define
3: this moment
2: to get back together with Sebastian Bach and Frank was like nope just no just no Like, I just don't like the dude and I don't want to make music but you guys made such amazing music he's like don't care he tried to remake Skid Row with like three different singers never happened but still he just couldn't
0: bring himself to do it I, I, I always wonder about bands like that you know when they apparently I guess the egos get so big they they just can't deal with each other anymore but those bands that have those creative differences that keep them from being in the same room together is like you guys built something really cool together and then just destroyed it
2: it is and it, but it's it's weird like cuz i think what it is with music and stuff like that it's that it's uh you're putting so much of yourself it's mm-hmm. sex it's sex yeah. it really is sex you know and i remember the first time my friend Stu told me that he's like this is sex I'm like oh you know what he means. I'm a teenager and he said like, what do you mean it's you and three guys in a room and you're all wiggling around to the same rhythm I'm like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> really well, once he told that me it. that I was like okay yeah it is and that's kind of what it is so again not speaking for Skid Row they got tired of having sex with that dude yeah. because for
3: whatever money came in did you see Sebastian Bucks Sebastian that's, Bucks that's, that's, that's what that's brought not it up uh, it, it reminded
2: cut. me that my band Double Speak actually recorded at Snake Sabo's studio Who's the leader of Skid Row? And he's a cool guy, and he, you know, it was nice to hang out with him. He, you know, we were friends with him. Leader, I mean, they like were just, Hitler, or Trump, or what? They were just from our hometown. <laughs> what kind of leader, are you whatever. talking about uh, the leader of Skid Row? Yeah. Uh, he'd really? be a better leader of America, probably, because he did a great job on our record.
0: This has been a gabba gabba, huh? Media production.
2: Um, yeah. So, but anyway, he was a cool guy. But my my clear memory was how many Hit Parader magazines were around with Sebastian Bach's face, eyes blacked yeah. out, and stuff like that. <laughs> and the yeah, end. I mean, I never quite got it. To me, there's so much money to be had. I did really like that band. They were Skid Row was a band that I was like a. So as a Metallica, Anthrax, you know, big four metal fan, I was not a fan of like hair metal poison you know mm-hmm. I loved Kiss Kicks what about Kicks oh fucking holy crap what about Vixen <laughs> I didn't like it v- Vixen was okay See, i was liked... a
0: sucker for a girl
2: singer like that type of heart
0: style singer I liked all that stuff like I liked the, the heavy stuff the Metallica and Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthrax, but I also Crue. I I like Molly Crew. I didn't like Molly Crew.
2: See, Molly Crew was a borderline oh, yeah. band for me. After *Shout Out
0: the Devil*,
3: Molly Crew sucked.
2: I knew they were Sorry. corny, but I also knew they were cool. And Skid Row walked that same line where yeah, I was like, kinda... "This band is going to get a hair metal rep when they really are actually a kick-ass hard rock band." And uh, and they were. So yeah, I really yeah. love Skid Row. kind of Skid
0: Row no kind of came along. I think I was starting to get out of it when they came along. It was, like, right at the tail end of it. And that was when I started to to discover punk rock. Yeah. And so, like, my brother loves Skid Row. But I was just, like, kind of, I thought they were all right. I I like them better now than I did back then. I just thought they were all right. Uh, But I just started getting into punk rock at that time. And I still was holding on to some of that metal. But it was, like, the punk rock was pulling me a little bit further.
4: Yeah.